Yo, 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 yo. We back. <laughs> it's the You and You podcast, baby. I got my fellas in the house. To my left is... It's your boy, Rip. Greatestiamblog.com. Instagram, greatest.i.am.blog. And to my right, I got... Scott, everybody, follow me on Twitter at SJH80. Got a link in my bio. Take you to Amazon. Pick up my latest work, Hypocrisy in America. And, oh, you know what, Scott, I was thinking about? You should start giving me your last name so when people start looking for your book. Scott Heggs. Spell the last H-E-G-G-S. name. H-E-G-G-S. There you go. And next to him is... Your boy, Littles. Littles1126 on Twitter. Follow me. And I am O King Johnny O H underscore King K I N G underscore Johnny J O N N Y. First off, let me start out by asking y'all: Did anybody see the McGregor clip of him and what's the guy he's fighting? Paulie Malinaji. What happened there? Okay, so they was they was they called Paul in to break it down, little. Well, they called him in to be a sparring partner, and uh, they went supposedly went twelve rounds together, and uh, McGregor. Supposedly got the best of him, and I believe the video got released. What today? Yeah, it got yeah. released today. And, uh, did he, so did he get the best of him? Uh, yeah, from the video yeah. he did. Yeah. Looking for okay, so <laughs> let me go. So looking at the video, you would think McGregor John like right can rumble. Yeah. He can go okay because wasn't uh what was the guy named Malinaji? Yeah, Paulie Malinaji. Champion. Did yeah. he say uh he pushed him? It was a push down. Yeah, yeah. first before the video came, I said okay. he, he uh got. He stepped on his foot or he yeah. clipped, it, clipped him or something. But the video clip yeah, I seen, connecting. he was getting punished. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was connecting. McGregor was punishing him. Now, that was an eyebrow raise. And then, Rip, you had a theory. <laughs> what was your theory? Yeah, my theory was that, you know, because uh, Paulie and Mayweather, they real good friends or whatever. Oh, really? So, I looked at this like this is another way that they trying to sell the fight by making uh, McGregor look good. Oh, okay. Uh, Set up. Yeah. But you, okay. think, you think Paulie would do that to himself, selling a fight that he's not yeah, involved in? Yeah, Mayweather paying. Oh, mm. <laughs> so Mayweather definitely going to have to he cut the did, check. He did recently just retire or something, too, yeah. right? Mm, very interesting. I felt like, I didn't even think about the Mayweather thing, but I felt like maybe McGregor's people paid him to sort of like mm-hmm. take some yeah. punishment. You know what I'm saying? They like, look, we're going to give you X amount of dollars. You just, you know, to make it look yeah. good. Because they do got to sell a joint. Because my <laughs> understanding is they haven't even they sold haven't out. So, no. yeah, they're not doing well at all. Really? Yeah. The fight's in two weeks, right? Yeah, twenty six. Yeah, because I read somewhere they said they're gonna uh, they they cut down the arena. They're gonna do it at a local high school. <laughs> 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 nah, but anyway. So did anybody see this Nicki Minaj thing? Now break it break it down for me because I I'm lost on this. So she posted a picture. Yeah, she posted a uh, picture of herself in the mirror showing her butt or whatever. And she literally like was showing her butt, like turned around showing yeah, her butt? Yeah, Because well, she normally don't do that. Nah, she normally don't. She had on an outfit or whatever, but it was like a thong. And, you know, her butt was right there in the mirror. What? Yeah. You think she's doing... Okay, okay. So I, I'm looking at the picture now for all you people <laughs> out there listening, okay? This is, this is, this is research, baby. This is yeah. research. And, uh okay. Did she get it reduced? Because I feel like she used to be bigger than yeah, that. I think she got it reduced when Remy started talking. You know, uh, wow. It still looked pretty big. Yeah, but then the, uh, what was it, a pastor little? Yeah, uh, <laughs> let me get his name. I think he goes by the name of Pastor Dewberry. Oh, wow. He commented in the uh, Instagram <laughs> mentions, and I quote, I would love to eat your booty, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> and he's a real pastor. He's did a we, real pastor. They did, got, we, did we fact check this? And, uh... <laughs> This is his Instagram picture I'm looking at right now. It's nothing but him in church. Wow. Full, 
Wow, <laughs> he like on the Deacon board. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I guess he's one of the people that don't realize the world can see your comments on Instagram. Right, right, right. He right. might have thought he was direct messenger. Is he old? He looks like maybe late thirties, early forties in this yeah. picture. Yeah, he a late bloomer. Yeah. <laughs> but do you think? Do you think maybe she's doing that because um, the whole the whole thing that went on with the pictures of her butt looking flat? I think it was the future video or something, right? Yeah, it looked terrible in that video. But was that real? Because you know, people will do stuff to pictures and make people look worse than what they really look and all that good stuff. I can't really tell if it was real because I never watched the videos. I haven't watched the video yet yeah, myself. I, I just saw the pictures like everybody else. But I have seen questionable pictures of her butt and it just looked terrible. Yeah, it was like one a few years so, ago. So maybe this is a picture she just got it freshly uh, patched up. <laughs> yeah. you know got that fixer flight in it. You know, goodness <laughs> gracious, fixer flight. It's the You and You podcast. We here. It's a lot of craziness going on in the world today, especially locally, right? Because this is what? Not too far from us, right? About three and a half hours. About three and a half hours from us is in Charlottesville. Uh, Who's going to break this story down? Hey, Scott. (laughs) Well, look, I'm sure everybody knows what's going on down in Charlottesville right now. It really all started Friday night. Okay. Um, a rally was put together to demonstrate against the taking down of the Confederate statue of Robert E. Lee. Okay, stop right there. I'm sorry. Because I'm not hip. Okay, so was this something that was known, like this was publicized that was going to be going on? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Okay, this so was, go ahead. This, is, this, is, this was planned way... This was planned. Okay. This was publicized. So people knew this was Everybody coming. Everybody knew this was coming. Got you. Okay. All right. Now... They were, they're trying to spin it to make it... It was called the Unite the Right Rally. They was trying to spin it to make it seem like this was about free speech. Okay. And this is about rights. And, you know, this is about the, the right wing of the Republican Party coming together as one. But obviously, this rally was really about white supremacy. And they proved it last night. Wow. So, so, so breakdown. So what's, what's happening? Because I have not been following the, everything started last night. Okay. They marched. It's about 6,000 people down there. Woo! Okay. Now, this is white supremacist protesters and anti-racist protesters. Okay. I could tell you by what I've seen, the white supremacist protesters vastly outnumber the anti-racist protesters. Oh, of course. Because they was down there last night marching with tiki torches. Tiki torches. <laughs> From Home Depot. <laughs> it's 2017. Who was out there marching with torches? Wow. It looked like a lynch mob. That's wow. exactly what it looked like. And that's what it was meant to look like. That's what it was meant to look and like. And as soon as the anti-protesters came up against them, they automatically started smacking them up. I mean, just, no a, hesitation. just straight attack. No hesitation. It was it was like at least five to one. So they came out playing to attack. Brother, they came out These there. thugs, these <laughs> yes. thugs. Go ahead. Let me tell you something. Call them what they are. <laughs> who Terrorists. Com- who comes out to a protest with helmets, true that. With shields, right gear. With batons, true that. With pepper spray, wow. They came out there ready to get down, wow. And they came out there ready to get down because they knew they was coming deep, wow. You can be real tough when you got exactly. when you outnumbered. Now, mind you, I, <laughs> I want everybody to pay attention to this. What's going on in Charlottesville? What happened last night and what happened all day today? This is a perfect example of how white people are treated differently than black people in this country, and let me explain why. Down in Ferguson, 
when black people were protesting for justice, mm -hmm. they called out the army. Indeed. They shot tear gas. Indeed. They had dogs. They had assault rifles. It was get out the streets now. Yes. Down in Char Charlottesville, the police stood on the sideline and let them white people beat the hell out of each other. Right. And nobody did anything. They just sat back and watched. Wow. Now, now, just a quick backtrack. Where is this statue located that they're marching about? I, I believe it's located on the I believe it's located on the campus of UVA, but I'm not exactly sure where. Okay, it's located. so it's in. I the, think it is. Okay, okay, I think it's on the campus of UVA, but I'm not exactly sure. I could be wrong about that. Got you, Rip. How do you feel about it? Uh, he takes a big deep breath. Everybody, <laughs> hold him. Go ahead. I watched CNN all day today, mm -hmm. and just to see the just like Scott was saying, just to see the difference in how they treat. The white people with this situation, as opposed to Ferguson and stuff, it was, it was just—it wasn't surprising. Mm -hmm. It didn't—it didn't necessarily anger me because I understood what was going on. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, my emotions was kind of wrapped up into, like, because my brother was down there, so I was concerned about, okay. you know, what was going on. With and him. he's with the anti. Yeah, uh, he was with the anti-protesters. Gotcha. So I was more concerned about his well-being, but. I mean, none of this stuff surprises me. I was more, I, I was more angry about Donald Trump's response. What was his response? Break that down. Well, the statement that he gave, what around what after four hours after everything happened, mm -hmm. okay, was uh, we condemn in the strongest possible terms this egregious display of hatred, bigotry, and violence on many sides. On many sides, it's been going on for a long time in our country. Not Donald Trump, not Barack Obama. This has been going on for a long, long time. And what angered me about his statement was when he said many sides. So you got black people getting their ass whooped down there. Mm -hmm. People, person got killed down there. Three people got killed down Three there. Three people got killed? But one person got killed from that car incident, with the car incident. But he wanted to just put out many sides instead of focusing on the so-called white nationalists that were down there with their hate and their terroristic acts. Can I say, can I say something real quick? Go ahead. Boy, it's been little. Donald Trump didn't condemn it because those are the people that got him elected. Yeah. You don't want to you don't want to down talk to people that put you in office. This is true. And at the same time something that Angela Rye brought up, I mean, when you look at it his whole everything about Donald Trump has been about bigotry and, and hatred. And, and yeah, hatred can, and racism. Can we stay there for a quick second? Go ahead. I'm glad y'all brought this up because let me tell you something. A lot of high-profile white supremacists are in Charlottesville right now and are part, part of this rally. And they said this thing ain't over. They they might right. be out there turning up right now. What was his name? Duke. Uh, David, David Duke, Duke is Duke. down there. Mm -hmm. He gave a statement on CNN saying this is yes. why we supported Donald Trump. <laughs> really? Yes, this he is, did. Uh, he said, this he, is why we... We're realizing his dream. Saying. Yeah. Richard Spencer is down there, and he's high in the white supremacist mo root movement. The creator of the alt-right. The creator all right. of the alt-right. Now, taking what Donald Trump said about many sides and, you know, violence on both sides, and let's all come together as one, mm -hmm. this dude ran for president on the white supremacist ticket. Yep. And let me explain that before people take it and run with it. Mm -hmm. He ran for president saying, I'm going to build a wall and I'm going to get rid of the Mexicans. That's he true. ran for president saying, I'm going to instate a travel ban, I'm going to stop the Muslims. He ran for president saying, 
I'm gonna bring back law and order to the inner city. And that's basically, a cold word. Basically saying I'm gonna control these Negroes. Mm-hmm. He yep. ran for president saying we gonna take our country back and we gonna make America great again. He ran for president on the us versus them ticket. And the us versus them is white people versus everybody else. Wow. And now down in Charlottesville, that's what's th- happening. They putting in that action. Wow. It's us versus everybody else. They came down there ready to get it in. Mm-hmm. And and they understand the police work for us. The, the police ain't gonna they ain't gonna put put out the ride gear on us. And that's a fact. That's they ain't, a fact. Yeah, they ain't we gonna treat that. us like like they treat everybody else. We gonna be able to go down there, raise hell, whoop ass. Three people gonna end up getting killed, and ain't nothing gonna happen to us. That's true. Now you said three people was killed. Now I know somebody died from the car, the, the car accident. The car. What was the other two? Yeah. I'm not sure, but um, they before I, before I walked out the house today, yeah, they, they reported kept reporting them, three, three people were killed. Wow. I don't know I'm not sure. Other two. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah. if all if all three are over sure. the car accident yeah. or not. Now, how many people have been killed at a at a Black Lives Matter rally? Exactly. Hmm. Ain't not gonna speak on that though. I mean, when people are dying, none, none that I know of. this has gone to a whole nother level of crazy. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it goes to show the difference. Now, I hope, well, you already said there's some black folk down there on the anti-protest yeah. side. And white folks, too. White but here's folks my thing. Too. Here's my thing. And I've said this on this show before. All the, all the white folk that say they're not racist and they don't support this, I feel like they should be the ones out there in the anti-march. I don't feel like we should be out there. I, I And I honestly feel like this don't got nothing to do with us for real. Because at the end of the day, we, we have marched, we have begged, we have preached, we have sung, we have done everything to say, you know, we're tired of, of the way we're treated racism in America, white supremacy in America, all this talk, and and nothing has happened for us. And I think it's time, honestly, and I said this before, for black folk to just step back. Just step back, you know what I'm saying, and we worry about us and perfecting or or, uh, uh, fixing the things that's going on with us and let these white folk have at it. Okay, the uh, the other two people that got killed were two state troopers in a helicopter accident. So it wasn't directly. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. So one person died from the actual yeah. rally and not maybe others injured from the accident. Yeah, a lot right. of injuries. Like, it was a lot like of people. 19, 19, 19 injured. injured. Okay, okay. But what was fun, was important about what you said was the whole fact, yeah, black people probably shouldn't have been down there for the simple fact no. that what they're fighting for is this Robert E. Lee statue. This is a fight that these white people have been having with each other ever since the Civil War. And the whole thing with President Lincoln and so-called freeing the slaves and stuff, this was their fight that they were having with each other mm-hmm. over what they wanted to happen in the North as opposed to the South. So this has been their fight going on for years. And even with the even with the folk down there that's screaming, you know, the, the white folk that's there screaming Black Lives Matter, I get where they're coming from. But for real, for real, I felt when I heard it, I feel like leave us out of this. Yeah. Even though I'm not, you know, gun hole Black Lives Matter, that that whole thing. I understand what they're trying to do, but I'm just saying, you out there screaming Black Lives Matter, look, this ain't got nothing yeah. to do with us. This is y'all crazy that y'all been forever. This is y'all crazy that y'all been forever and been telling us to to chill and racism is done and all this is old and back in the day. And y'all showing us that it's just as prevalent now as it was back then. 
Mm-hmm. These are these white Southerners that are still angry mm-hmm. from generations passed on down. This anger passed on down from the from slavery times, and they pissed off uh, what's going on with the North. And that's where this whole slogan of "Let's make America great again" came from. Right, because they want shit to go back to the way that it was back then. And this is just generational anger. Generational yeah, hate. Down. Yeah. yeah, generational hate. What was you about? To, you about to say something, Littles? Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I was um watching some of the clips. I stay away from the news, but you couldn't avoid it on social media. Right, right. And I saw the the people in Charlottesville saying, "We, you cannot replace us. We're going to take the country back." I'm like, "Who has the country? Y'all are in power. Because <laughs> right. the damn sure ain't black people." <laughs> yeah, so they're so going to take it back from who? Well, that's why I said it's that, it's that fight between the, the South and the, the North. north. And south. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's their own fight. It's that fight between open white supremacy and 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 refined white supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> because the people down there in Charlottesville, they open white supremacists. Well, listen, they, they don't want to hide nothing. They don't want to hide nothing. And all I got to say about the whole thing is, black man, black man, stay <laughs> out of jail. <laughs> get from down there. Rip, call your brother, tell him. Old kid Johnny said, get from down there. Ain't got nothing to do with us. Let them people beat each other up. They ain't got nothing to do with us. They down there raising all kinds of hell over a statue, brother. A statue. A statue. A statue that the people voted and said, we're going to take down. They was like, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> y'all, not, yeah. y'all not taking our, our statue down. Not, not, take, the great not taking our hero down. Yeah. Crazy. Well, he dedicated of, his life to white supremacy. We a lot of Republican lawmakers have been coming out, you know, going against Trump, criticizing they Paul's response. Yeah. They have to. And I was surprised that Paul Ryan was one of the first ones that came out. That, really? That surprised the hell out of me. But I think, <laughs> to be honest with you, I think that whole, that whole situation with Donald Trump and the Republican side is basically about to unfold because yeah. it's getting to the point... Mm-hmm. It's going. It's getting harder and harder to support that man, or say that you're behind that man with a lot of the stuff that he's doing and a lot of stuff that he's saying. Even with the thing that's going on with uh, what is it, Korea or North Korea? North Korea, right? You know, it, it gets to a point. It's going to quickly. It was already gotten to a point where they have to start taking their hands off of him, yeah, yeah. especially when it comes time to start running again. You know what I mean? And I think this whole this whole uh, white supremacy or whatever they call themselves, the right whoever all right and they should be called hate groups yeah but they're they're not they look like a lot of people today but they it's really more people i believe that's against that nonsense that are that are with it at the end of the day it's just that we like i said before we need more of those uh more of the white folk that are against that and 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 denounce that to really start stepping up and speaking out. Being in the forefront. Yeah, and being in the forefront. And and I really don't want to hear our black leaders saying a whole bunch about it because, like I've said on this show before, it's time for us to start ignoring that crap and worrying about what we need to do. You, yeah. you, you, you just got me thinking about something, John. Go ahead. Two things. You brought up North Korea. Mm-hmm. A few days ago, Donald Trump was talking about North Korea, and like he said, if they they cross the line, it's going to be fire and, and fury and, and and hell to pay. He's a he's a he's a maniac. But today, when he was addressing the situation down in Charlottesville, he wasn't talking about fire and fury and hell to pay. It was more like, can we all just get along? Because them his cousins, right? <laughs> move, move forward. He can't he can't be going crazy on his family. You know his 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 great grandmother called up there and said, "Boy, them, them, that's your family down there." <laughs> and another thing you said that was so powerful. That I just thought about. Go ahead. When black people was out in Baltimore, mm-hmm. you had black preachers coming out telling everybody to go home and settle down. Yeah. You had Ray Lewis 
mm-hmm. and other athletes <sighs> and, and black folks on TV. Stephen A. Smith. Black mm-hmm. people just need to go home and do this, that, and the third. The cool well, squad. today in Charlottesville, where was the white preachers telling all them white folks y'all need to go home? No. Where, they what? part of the, the KKK where was, and the alt-rights. That's, and why all the, that's why the police went <laughs> there. So where was the, the white athletes? Tom Brady and Eli Manning so and all them telling Tom all the white Brady, people he to, golfs with Donald to Trump, go home so. and not be doing all this. <laughs> Cause that that's family, and you don't do that to family. Oh, okay, you I mean, don't do that. That's to family. the whole thing with the Nobody KKK. Wins when mm-hmm. the family, they wearing them hoods, <laughs> wearing them hoods back in the day. Exactly. Most of them was the judges, the politicians, mm. the heads of the state, the schools, whatever. Mm. See, <laughs> when white supremacy shows itself, white folks in the dominant society, especially in the media, know how to step back and not say nothing. Mm-hmm. But when black people are out here trying to get justice. They use other people against us to try to calm us down right. and make us docile and tell us to go home and, you know, let the law handle it and, you know, let everything take care of itself. I'm legally don't, blind. Don't worry about it. That's what I say. When I see when I see a bunch of white folk out there acting crazy and all over my TV, I only got one line for them. I'm legally blind. <laughs> all right, so let's move to the Noah clips. So I came across some clips on Instagram, I think it was. And Trevor Noah was talking about, uh, break it down, Scott. Trevor Noah was basically talking about, you got the clip up? Yeah, I need to. Go ahead and talk while he pull it up. Uh, Trevor Noah, he was basically breaking down how women are the most powerful freedom fighters. Because he grew up in South Africa, and he talked about how, you know, a lot of people, uh, Nelson Mandela, he gets a lot of credit, but. You know, Winnie Mandela was the person that was really feared. This is him saying this. And he said in his country, uh, they have a, a, a saying, basically, when, when you're striking a woman, you're, you're striking a rock. That's mm. basically what Trevor Noah was saying. And then there was, a, there was another clip with uh, uh, Michael Dyson. Is that, did I say that right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, Dr. Dyson, yep. And break down what he was saying. Uh, he was on The Breakfast Club, and he was basically saying that the black woman has always fought for the black man and we need to recognize that you know the black woman is out here fighting for us and that we need to love our women and it's, it's it doesn't make any sense for you to love your auntie and your grandma and your great grandma but you hate your baby mama and your girlfriend and you know the girl at the club who wouldn't you know give you <laughs> her phone number <laughs> it don't make no sense to hate them because they all black women okay all right uh, which which clip you got first Rick? i got the trevor noah clip first here Let's we go it. You must remember, because of so many of the struggle leaders in South Africa were either imprisoned or exiled, the movement in South Africa was held together in large part by women in the country. And so it's weird for me because I understand you travel the world, you understand that everywhere feminism is different and the, the idea of women is different. But I grew up in a world that was very matriarchal and where women were the most dangerous freedom fighters that existed. This is true. You read up on, you read up on Winnie Mandela... Like, Nelson Mandela was an icon, but the police in the country were afraid of, of Winnie Mandela. You know, they were... And we had a phrase in South Africa that was... We still use it today, which was... Which means you strike a woman, you strike a rock. And that's what I grew up learning. That's a... It was kudos, man. It was fire. It was fire. And a lot of the time, my mom would strike me with a rock. And... <laughs> Okay, so so that's the first one. Scott, what did, what did you feel about that when you heard that? I got mixed feelings. Okay, go ahead. All right. He was telling the truth. Uh, Willie Man- Winnie Mandela, uh-huh. she was a freedom fighter. She was a warrior. 
But she had to be. Mm-hmm. Reason being, look, Nelson Mandela spent 27 years in prison. True that. They didn't throw Nelson Mandela in prison for 27 years because they was such afraid of Winnie Mandela. Mm. They threw Nelson Mandela in prison for 27 years because he was out there putting in work with the Pan-African Congress. Got you. Now, Winnie Mandela, she was fierce, and she was a freedom fighter. And a lot of other women in South Africa took up that mantle because they had to because they were throwing all the men in prison. Indeed. The only people left to take up the fight were the women, and Indeed. that was done by design. Okay. Now, he also said, you know, they have a, a phrase, when you hit a woman, you're hitting a rock. I seen Ray Rice hit his woman in the elevator and it looked like he was hitting no rock, brother. Oh, my God. I don't think they meant literally, <laughs> Scott. Man, look, God Almighty. I feel like... The comments view in the comments. Globally. <laughs> the comments of this show do not reflect. Globally, there's always been... Jesus Christ. ...a campaign to defeminize the black woman. Okay. To make her seem like she's hard, she's masculine, she's tough, she can take it. Mm-hmm. She's still a woman. Mm-hmm. Look, don't defeminize the black woman because when that happens, that's propaganda. Meaning, since she's so hard and she's so tough and she's like a rock, I gotta beat the hell out of her. Mm. <laughs> I gotta come down on her even harder because you know she's—it's like fighting a man. Mm. She can take it. She 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 can take it. <laughs> I, I gotta beat her even harder. Mm-hmm. Back when we was in bondage, they used to say black people couldn't feel pain, so you gotta beat them hard. Got you. And you know, the black woman is, is still a woman. She's not a rock. She's a woman. And the reason that she has to be tough at times, the reason that she has to be strong at times, is because she's under such a system of oppression. Mm. Just like Winnie Mandela. They took her man who was fighting for justice and threw him in prison for 27 years. Mm. What was she supposed to do? She had to take up the fight. True that. True that. Rip, how did you feel about it? I mean, I agree with Scott. I mean, that's that's basically all by design. I mean, uh, most of the women always had to had to pick up a certain masculine quality because of um, the oppression. You think about um, Coretta Scott King, mm-hmm. uh, Betty Shabazz, and women like that when uh, Martin Luther King was assassinated, Malcolm X was assassinated, they had to pick up the, the mantle. And even the times when uh, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X was on the road and stuff, this ties into the next clip that we're going to get into, how how so they was the biggest support system in in those situations where they had to they had they sacrificed so much mm-hmm. because you know the men were on the road trying to do this and do that or whatever so true that all right let's go to the michael dyson uh, clip right. go ahead and play that protect black men than any other group in america including black men Black women have been on the cutting edge and on the front line, standing up from us, for, for us, for Ida B. Wells, Nanny Helen Burroughs, Septa McClark, uh, Joanne Robinson, Ella Baker, Angela Davis. Your mama, your yo, grandma, yo, yo, your, your mama. But this is what black men do. Love my mama, right? So we got the vertical right, but the horizontal's jacked up. Hate my baby mama. Well, dude, your baby mama is somebody else's mama, your mm. child's mama. So the adoration and reverence you have for your mother should be extended to your baby mother. Now, we know that there's tremendous tension, and we know it's back and forth, but the inability to recognize the fact that we have male privilege in a significant and serious fashion is a form of privilege. We got standard, but black women have done more. So, Scott? Yes. How do you feel about that one? (laughs) I feel like it's it's a mixed bag, and I'm going to tell you why. 
I understand what he. I don't look. This here's here's the deal. He's right. You have had Claretta Scott King, um, Angela Davis, the sisters that rode with the Black Panthers. You had Harriet Tubman, Ida B. Wells. You've always had sisters that was down, mm-hmm. and you've always had sisters that's fought for black men, but historically, it's been a mixed bag. You've mm-hmm. always had sisters that was the opposite of that. You had sisters on the plantation that was snitching on brothers for white daddy. Mm-hmm. You had um, sisters doing the civil rights movement that was like, well, what about black on black crime? All white people ain't bad. Well, what are y'all talking about? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's always been a mixed bag. But, um, and again, every dude don't hate their baby mother. Every dude don't hate yeah. their girlfriend. Yeah. So it's, it's it's a mixed bag. Black people, we've been divided. Oh, women too. Black, all black women ain't on the same page. That's true. All black men aren't on the same page. That's we true. just we need to come together. It's not about black man versus black woman because look, I, this is one thing I'm I'm sick of. I don't think black men have any male privilege. Not in this country. Mm. What, what 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 privilege do white women got more privilege than me? I agree with that. So what where, where, where is all this black male privilege I keep hearing about? I now, I'm not that. saying it's easy to be a black woman, but it's not. But we, un- look, I hate to, look, I, look, I got to bring this up. Go ahead. During the late 50s, early 60s, doing welfare reform, mm-hmm. black women kicked black men out the house for a check. Indeed. And they would come into your house and make sure you did not have a man living there in order for you to get those government ben- benefits. Yeah. And there was a slew of black men that got kicked out in the cold because the government cut a deal and said, I'll give you a check if you kick that black man out the house. It was and that's exactly design. what happened. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't all black women. Mm-hmm. That wasn't all black women, but it did happen. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's too much bickering and it's too much infighting against the black man and the black woman. We got to come together and realize we all in this together. T- we was in bondage. We was in bondage together. I totally agree. I totally agree. I will say this, though. I agree. I agree with everything you're saying, mm-hmm. but I do give a lot of credit to women, mm-hmm. and I'm and the reason it. why I say that is because um, women, at the end of the day, you know whether we acknowledge it all the time or don't, they're the backbone of anything that we ever were or will ever be. Mm-hmm. And when you look at when you look at the amount of uh, let's 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 just start with this. Childbirth in itself, it takes a certain level of something. Mm -hmm. Because I can speak for me, I can get the flu and I'd be ready to put a (laughs) gun to my head and end it all right there. You know what I'm saying? So I get when Trevor Noah made the statement of you know women being a rock. I didn't think he was he meant it so much literally, but just in in those type of ways that the. The amount of stuff that women have endured and and conquered, or however you want to put it, you do kind of got to give them some credit, even though a lot of stuff was was by design, and mm-hmm. and we and we were tricked. We were tricked. Our women were tricked into these circumstances that we are in now, and given the circumstances, women been pretty much holding it down using the examples that you gave, men being locked up or men being killed, or men being strung out on drugs and alcohol and and this, that, and the third. I saw a clip today where Jay-Z was talking about how when he was coming up, he had this big resentment against his father because he felt like, oh, you know, know, how dare he just up and leave us? You know, uh, mom stuck by herself with four kids. And he said it wasn't until becoming an adult and looking back on the situation, he's like, wait a minute. Mom had four kids by the age of 20. Mm. Two or three of the kids 
wasn't by Jay-Z's father. He married her. They was together 11 years. So he said, now being an adult man and looking back on it, he, he looks at it differently. He's like, wait a minute. My dad wasn't this bad, horrible guy that society had painted him out to be because mm -hmm. my mom was raising four kids by herself. He tried. So what we got to do is figure out what went wrong. Mm -hmm. Because he was married to my mom and with her 11 years, fathering three kids that didn't belong to him. You know what I'm saying? And so there's when you start talking about men, male and female and the male-female relationship in the black community, it's so many dynamics. It's very deep, brother. It's, it's, it's very deep. I think it's to a level that nobody can really fully, completely comprehend. You know what I'm saying? Black men endure things that black women won't understand mm -hmm. and vice versa, and vice versa. Yeah. you know what i'm saying and so i don't have a problem with 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 championing the black woman you know what i'm saying because mm -hmm. you know in the grand scheme of things she is a big deal she is a big part of who we are or who we're going to be if we ever going to be anything which i don't i don't believe we are when i say we're not going to be anything i mean as a community i think we're divided we have been divided and i think we're going to stay unfortunately stay divided because there's nothing going on or or anything that I see that points in the direction of a better way for us. A am I wrong for thinking like that? No, we still hate each other. Yeah. For various reasons. Social, social, uh, what's it, social, I can't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> like, um, social issues? Yeah, social issues. Uh, where you live, the money you have, yeah. your skin colors, so many things we hate each other for, and it's yeah. never going to change. Because I think now, not only we have racism to deal with in this country, but now we have classism. You know what I'm saying? And you have the ones, especially in our communities, the ones that are well-to-do or, or have made it out, per se, you know what I'm saying, financially, they look down on the ones that are less fortunate. And the ones that are less fortunate are so downridden on their own selves that they don't even do anything to get out of the situation again. I mean, look at the rappers. You know, I, I forget the rapper. He says, you know, I get money now and I buy all these $100,000 cars and I come back and I hang out in the hood. You know, that's just crazy to me. You know, you're supposed right. to do things to get out. So we, we're so downtrodden that we think being at the bottom is a good thing or it's, it's something to be... It's a sad situation. Brother. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> our, our, our minds are so played with and so turned in and out. I don't see I don't see no light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. You want to spin on this rip? I mean, I just I just think it comes down to self-hatred. We we got so much self-hatred towards each other that we can't get along and it was interesting cuz there's one quote that I saw on this uh black page on Instagram and it said black men and women have been equally hurt. Yeah. Stop comparing and acting like no like one's pain is more significant than the others. We all need healing bottom line. Yes. And when you that that quote resonated with me so much because I watch a lot of reality TV and you see the back and forth so much with the mm -hmm. men and women when somebody does this to the woman, and then if the woman does this to the man, then you think about it in your own personal relationships with with your woman or vice versa or whatever. It's like we don't have no type of empathy or compassion for each other. Yep. We've been programmed 
to straight up just always go back and forth and fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's no type of forgiveness. Once you get angry, it's like, fuck it. Right, it's, it's that's over. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it. And it's 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 sad. It's sad to see. And I don't I don't see, you know. I mean, we've been listening to Furcon talk the same talk. All I'm 37. All my life, yeah. he, you any any of you know our so-called leaders or spokesmen for our community have been saying the same. Furcon saying the same stuff he today. He was saying at the first Million Man March. Yeah. That was in 90-something. 20 years ago. 95. Yeah, 95. And he was saying that same stuff before that. Mm-hmm. And now with, with, with what I see go up and down my timeline and what I see on television and what I see when I walk out my front door, I'm just to the point, I hate to say it, I, I've kind of given up the dream. You tired of talk. You ready to see something tangible. Mm-hmm. Amen. And what, and what you say about the Million Man March is funny because I was watching this uh, documentary on YouTube mm-hmm. and it was the documentary you sent me with Dr. Uh, Henry Clark. John and, Henry Clark. Yeah, uh, John Henry Mighty Clark. Walk. And he was saying how about, Fur, he was talking about Furcon, he was talking about the Million Man March and he was saying how, how that was such a bad decision that Furcon decided to divide that whole march into just a main thing. It should have mm. been the black man and woman thing. I we should have been coming together. On I that. agree. And, and and let me hit you with this. Black folk or the black community have been trying forever to fight for equality of the white man, right? And then you turn on the TV today and you see what's going on in Charlottesville. And those are the people right. that we're exactly. asking to be equal exactly. with. Exactly. It don't make no you sense. You see why I say we need to stop paying? Let mm-hmm. them people do what they do and let's mm-hmm. figure our thing out. Yeah. Because trying to be equal and being like them, for what? Yeah. What is great about them that we should want to be like them? You don't want to be equals with, call it what it is, they're terrorists. They're terrorists. <laughs> they're terrorists right. It make me think about when I was reading the autobiography of Malcolm X and in Malcolm X's early days when he was wearing uh, zoot suits and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it that whole situation, just his evolution of how he came out of out of those situations. And it, it had me thinking about just us black people as a whole and how we try to keep up with the Joneses so much. Mm-hmm. We spend too much damn time trying to emulate every damn thing the white man does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to keep up with them financially, et cetera, et cetera. But even when we when we in certain places financially we spend the money on some of the dumbest crap yeah. or whatever but you know why they do that why people do that they're not doing that trying to keep up with no white folk they doing that to try to look better than you true black true. folk do stuff to try to look <laughs> down on other black yeah, folk yeah, yeah. trying to impress because other the white man don't care about no, your don't. tennis shoes nope. and he don't care about your gold chain and he damn sure don't care about your car he don't care about them red bottoms them red he don't bottoms, care about your rolex he don't when care black about your folk rims. do stuff it's the stunt on mm-hmm. other black folk yeah. mm-hmm. and i be saying some of these people with these red bottoms and i don't be trying to count people money or whatever but i know some of them make like the same amount of money i make and i be trying to figure out how the hell Afford those damn shoes. Dude, that's because all of them ain't real. But that's a whole that's a whole nother topic. Man. Get at me if you need them. Uh, <laughs> I might know a guy. I just, but I just, we spend so much time trying to copy these white people instead of learning 
the stuff that we lost. Yes, that's <laughs> yes. true. Yes, it's just like on, on one show we was talking about the whole uh, Black Wall Street, and and I posed the question: What is keeping us from doing that again? Yeah. Every time we talk about it, everybody say, well, you see what happened the last time? Yeah. And that was in 19, what? That was 100 years ago. 19, we have not tried 14, 19, since because of what they did 100 years ago? Mm-hmm. At what point do, do th- this is why I don't want to hear nothing else about nobody being a gangster and a thug and a this and a that. Because you have people like, uh, 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 what's, what's my man in Florida? Trick Daddy. Get on Instagram and make videos talking about Meek Mill need to shut up because he said they bought dirt bikes and oh, stuff yeah, to yeah. Miami. But George Zimmerman can lay out on the beach right. yeah. and you don't mm-hmm. see black folk do stuff to other black folk. <laughs> That's a great we example. We always got to one <laughs> up each example. other. Yeah. What is that? What is that? And, and until we figure that out and get that out of our system, it's, it's, no, it's going to be no light at the end of the time. That's that Stockholm Syndrome. That's that taking on the mentality of your oppressor. Exactly. I mean, when you talk about tangibles, Marcus Garvey said it best. That must, that which must be done for black people got to be done by black people. A- amen. Build amongst yourselves and stop trying to integrate with a man that don't want you. Yep. Build your own community up and, you know, take care of your own brothers, your own sisters, your own families, your own neighbors. Yep. Don't worry about what them other people is doing over there. At all. That had me thinking, because uh, I was having this conversation the other day at the barbershop when we was talking about uh, these old guys was in there talking about how these young black kids need to go start playing baseball and stuff like this because that's where the money at. Mm-hmm. And me and my barber, we was laughing at them because we have our own private discussions and I was saying how, you know, what we need to be doing is following the Booker T. Washington model. We need to have these black kids learning trades and stuff Mm -hmm. so they can start learning how to make money for themselves. Exactly. Start businesses for themselves. And and build up communities. And build wealth. Yes, yes. yes. And until we grasp that, and it's, it's, it's to the point with me, I don't, it don't frustrate me. It don't bother me. Nothing, because I've told myself, stop looking for this this miracle yeah. to happen in black folk. Because you ain't going to do them to drive yourself crazy. Yeah. All I can do is focus on myself, my lady, and mm-hmm. my children. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think if everybody just start with your own house, your own situation, and then we build from the there. The revolution right. starts at home. The revolution starts Trevor at home. Trevor Noah said in the clip we just played that women are the most dangerous revolutionaries. Oh, yeah. And he's right. And the reason he's right is because women have the burden of raising a nation. Mm-hmm. And if you have a woman with a revolutionary spirit, mm-hmm. she'll raise a nation of regu- revolutionary folks. Exactly. They'll mm. go out and do something tangible. Exactly. Not just talk about it, not just get on social media, not just Snapchat right. and send tweets, but that's actually going to go out and do something. And let me, and to piggyback off of what you just said, and to go back to what I said earlier about women being being powerful, and it's it's okay to give them their credit, and this is why I say that. You just brought up a great point. It's the woman's responsibility to raise these kids in the right direction. But guess what? Who the best at getting a man to do something? A woman. <laughs> the woman is the key, whether you want to believe it or not. She is the key, and she is the most powerful piece to our situation. And it saddens me and I don't care who get offended by this. It saddens me 
when a woman chooses another woman over being with a man. Mm. Because in order for a man to get to where he needs to be, he needs that woman pushing him. Mm. Now, let's be honest with ourselves, fellas. If it wasn't for women, we would be just fine in a one-bedroom apartment scratching our balls off. That's exactly (laughs) the truth. (laughs) We want a nice house because women like nice houses. We want a nice bed with nice sheets because women like to lay on nice sheets. (laughs) We do what we do for that woman because that woman is the motivation. Exactly. John, I didn't know you was going to go here. And <laughs> I know we're running short on time. But since you, since you went here, let me get this out real quick. Go ahead. For all the black women listening that see what's going on, mm-hmm. and they want to know how they can help, how they can contribute, what they can do, I want y'all to know this. A lot of people don't know that during the Haitian Revolution, when the slaves on the island of Haiti fought back and beat the French and took that island back, it's the only, it's really the only successful slave revolt in history, really. Yep. A lot of people don't know that the women were the motivating force behind that revolution because Always. the women told the men, look, if y'all don't take up arms and fight, we all gonna die. Y'all have to do this. Yep. There was a lot of men who didn't want to fight. Mm. But they was like, y'all gotta go out here and do this. And the men went out here and they went out there and did it and they won mm. because the women pushed them into that revolutionary spirit. Mm -hmm. The same thing happened with the uh, Shaka Zulus down in South Africa. Uh, A lot of people know the the, the movie Shaka Zulu came out in the 70s. A lot of people don't know that the women of that tribe got behind those men and was like, y'all got to go out here and y'all got to fight the British. Yes. Y'all have to fight them. The women pushed them to go out there and do that. The the woman is the great motivator. And Mm -hmm. and when we have women on sit back and watch other women bicker back and forth on this love and hip hop uh-huh. and basketball wives and all this stuff. I look at that stuff and I say, look at all this wasted motivation. Mm-hmm. That type of woman don't motivate me to do nothing but walk the other way. The society <laughs> we live in then took the most dangerous revolutionary mm-hmm. and reduced it to a character on love and hip hop. Yeah. Exactly. All she care about is her shoes. Her shoes, <laughs> her, her hair. purse, her hair, her but, nails. But isn't that due to a uh, black woman doing that? The black woman oversees all that, so mm. place the blame yeah. on where it goes. Exactly. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. You're absolutely right, Littles. Yeah, but but until if you want to see women, I'm saying this to the ladies, if you want to see change in the men, y'all have to force that change. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? We only have thoughts and hoes because y'all choose to go that route. Right. Women can wake up one day and flip the switch on that, and it'll change the game completely. Now, hey. I'm getting deep on y'all. <laughs> yeah, you know was. what I'm saying? Because right. a man going to do whatever he got to do to get what he want. Mm-hmm. And women have to understand the power that they hold. That's why, and people, people say I'm crazy for saying, that's why I say woman is God. I don't think you're crazy. She mm-hmm. gives she gives birth to our children. She she carries our children, n- nourish our children with her own body, and give birth to our children. That's God like to me. Mm-hmm. She is the motivator. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think only time people put a lot of effort into uh, shutting something down or killing the spirit of something is if it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. They've done a job on black women. Yeah. By, like you said earlier, pulling us out of the house, 
That was the first thing. Mm-hmm. Making them feel like they got to defend for themselves. And now they look to each other to get by. You don't put all that effort into d- destroying a person if you don't know their power. Mm-hmm. There was a time in this country not too long ago where a black woman wouldn't even deal with a black man unless he had something going for himself. Mm-hmm. And that don't mean he had a Rolls Royce and a mansion and a Rolex watch, Word. but he had a, dream. a job. A job. He a was dream. responsible. Let's just start with a or dream. dream. Hey. He was a reliable man. We got this so is somebody many, I could build something with. We got so many guys walking around with nothing on their mind. Right. You know what I'm saying? But do the Redskins play today <laughs> and is his cousin going to get signed? You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know there's a whole world out there. You know there's a whole lot to know and to go and to do. You know what I'm saying? And we got to first get something on our mind. We got to get a goal, a, a, a direction, something. Mm-hmm. All this makes me think about is the movie Fences with Denzel Washington mm-hmm. and uh, his wife's relationship. And that scene where they was out back because they was out back. The oh, whole movie. <laughs> spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! When that, when she gave him that speech, when she said when she said to him that one line, she was like, "I've been here fighting with you that this whole time." Because mm-hmm. Denzel Washington had his whole spill about how he's lost his dream and everything, uh-huh. and how he's been fighting to stay motivated and all this other stuff. And she said, "Well, I've been here with you this whole damn." Mm-hmm. Time and 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 to add to that, she said, "You don't think that it was other guys that look better than you yeah. that said stuff to me better than me, but I stood by you." And it's important, like you said, it goes both ways. Now we putting this, we putting this on the women, but we got a job it too. Goes both, definitely, yeah. we got a job, got a job too job that to that we have to get in line. Mm-hmm. I use myself as an example. Before my relationship that I'm in now, you know, y'all know my story. I was coming out of divorce. Went through credit issues, the whole nine. It's my woman that gave me the motivation and the push and the guidance and the help to get me back to where I am now. You know what I'm saying? I My job is to be grateful for what she did mm-hmm. and to show my appreciation by being that man that she needs me to be. Right. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? There are a lot of incidents where women are putting themselves out there and they supporting and they ready and they saying, I'm behind you. What you want to do? And the nigga don't have no direction. He don't know what he want to do. He don't know, you know, he, our favorite line is, I don't know. That is true. You know, and I, what do you expect? Not the country. No, no, you're good, good. What do you expect her to do after so long? You don't, you don't know for five years, for 10 years. For, there are grown men mm-hmm. older than us mm-hmm. still saying, I don't know. <laughs> we got to do something about that. You know what I'm saying? And it goes back to what I said. It starts in each one of our individual situations, and hopefully it branches out to where my son, because mm-hmm. I said this on the show before, if change is going to happen in our community, I hate to say it, it ain't going to be us. It's going to be our children. Yeah. It's going to be what we instill in our children and leave behind for our children to build upon. Mm. My father says to me all the time, and I know exactly what he means when he says it. And he's not saying this to say me and his relationship. He's saying in general. He said, my generation let y'all down. Because my father fought in Vietnam. He said, when we came back, we was messed up. We got strung out on drugs. We got strung out on alcohol. We was killing ourselves. We was coming home killing our mates. Because we was messed up from the war. Mm. 
And it's been a triple down effect ever since then. And he said, my father feels like it started with his generation. You know what I'm saying? The drugs in the street. And, the, you yeah. know, we dropped the ball. We It wasn't just the system putting things in place, although that played a part. But the black man helped contribute to that by being tricked and then going with the trick. It's cool. To, to fool, what's the saying? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Shame on me. Once you know what the trick is and what they're trying to do, at what point do you say, all right, now nah, I need to flip the switch on this? We got comfortable in it, and we still in it. Yeah. Our children's 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 children, all the way up to our generation, it's been the same thing. We see it prevalent in music. Music, they ever since we switched over to the gangster rap, it's been really stuck in that. Now, it's been little art. It's been stuck in that for 30 years. 30 years! We've been <laughs> rapping about the same shit. We just seen an NWA movie. Uh, they started in like 88. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Let, let me shut up. Go ahead. Somebody say <laughs> no, something. <laughs> and I didn't mean to start a revolution no, tonight. Hey, brother, you you spitting some wisdom out here. Um, hey, man, I agree with everything you're saying, man. We, we, we got to come to a point where we break that cycle and we start doing better as, as, as a people. Yes. And, you know... If we change the way we think, we change the way we act. If we change the way we act, we can actually do something tangible. In the words of Diddy, and I can't believe I'm about to say this. <laughs> In order for us to change the world, we must first change <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> and before we go, <laughs> before we go, I'm this last thing I'm going to say, and I'm, I'm going to shut up. Yeah, we, 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 we started the revolution. We died. I just want every black woman out there to realize, look, I just finished reading a Dr. Wesley Muhammad's book. And he got a quote in there from Elijah Muhammad that says, a black woman's mouth is a tool. She can use it to build up a black man brick by brick, or she can use it to destroy a black man brick by brick. I want every black woman to realize that her mouth is a tool, and please use it to build up your man brick by brick and not destroy him. Can I say something real quick? Go ahead. That's Scott Higgs, H-E-G-G-S. Uh -oh. Go ahead, go ahead. And what's the name of the book, Lewis? The name of the book is uh, Hypocrisy in America, The Veil of White Supremacy. You can get that on Amazon right now. No. Yes, get yes, that can. book. Yes, get yes, that book. But, yo, it's the You and You podcast. We got real deep on y'all for a second. Just to show you that uh, we can talk about it all. We can talk about it all. So make sure you tune in, you and you on iTunes. No, it's not iTunes. It was iTunes. Yeah, it's yeah. iTunes. So we're on the real podcast, you and you radio on YouTube, you and you, you a n d u podcast on Instagram. If you got an Android phone, we on the Beyond, Beyond Pod, Pod app. Beyond Pod app. If you're on Android. 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 All right, so make sure you do that. Also, website is coming soon. Let's get out of here, fellas. To my left, we got... It's your boy, Rip, greatestiamblog.com. On Instagram, that's greatest.i.am.blog. And next to me... Scott Heggs, H-E-G-G-S. Follow me on Twitter at S-J-H-8-0. And next to him is... Your man, Littles. Littles1126 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me. And I'm O King Johnny O H underscore K I N G underscore Johnny J O N N Y. And we are out of here. P O P, all the time. <laughs>